Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on. Bottom of the hour will be Campus Reform, another great reporter from Campus Reform. It's uh, Kate Anderson. We've actually had her on before. She does a great job. Make sure you stick around. Four nutty stories from college campuses across this nation. And they're just as nutty as you would think. And uh, by the way, um, do you have somebody close to you, somebody that you work with maybe for a long time, 15 years or so, who's just at every opportunity as rude as can be? What is wrong with you? If it makes my day a little brighter, is that so wrong? I've been your punching bag for 15 years. And I get, you know, I get return nothing in attitude. That's not true. So during the breaks, what I'll do, I wouldn't go that far, but what what we do during the break is on the top of the hour in this hour for the chat room, for those who are watching the live video feed, um, I play some parodies. And and during that one, I did a song called China Joe based on China Grove by the Doobie Brothers. Are you going to be okay? You sound like you can't even breathe. You're so so annoyed by it all. I know. I know. But anyway, did it to China Grove by the Doobie Brothers, probably... Two years ago, two and a half years, it was a while ago, and people keep asking me to do China Joe for Joe Biden. I've already done it. But, um, and again, uh, I turned to Polo for the audio stuff. He, at one point, finally, after all these years of doing parodies, said, you know, the problem is your harmonies are just too loud. And it, it's true. So now the ones that I do, I do harmonies that are more under the lead vocal, and it sounds better. I can't just undo the harmonies in the lead vocal here, so I'd have to redo it. So the question was, should I redo it and in the chat room, I said, give me a one if I should, a two if I shouldn't. No, no. Yeah, give me a one if I should, two if I shouldn't. And you said two. You kept on writing two in your little message yeah. to me on Facebook. I did. Because well, rude. I thought, you because know what? rude. It's just perfect as it is, and you don't need to redo it. <laughs> no, you know if I redo <laughs> it, I'll play it, I'll play it on the air. You know if I redo <laughs> it, I'll play it on the air. I, I get your game. Oh, but, Paul, that's really what, no, what, t- what took you so long, Paul, to tell me? You know, maybe you turn the background vocals down a little bit. Uh, I actually think I had been telling you stuff like that, but... Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, what you would say, your response to the parodies, now, and then maybe I didn't read between the lines, was there's just too much Joe. Yes. Or too much Pagsy. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't like the parody. Really, Carrie, I'm not talking to you now. Oh, sorry. Wow, he gets a big hey, affirmative from it? you from, from the sick ward over here. <laughs> um, but but when you were saying too much Pagsy, Paul's just giving me a hard time. I mean, did you literally mean that the vocals were too loud in the background? Yes. Well, then say it. I speak the English. Hey, I, I the figured are too you would get it if well, I you finally you said it. Too much. Oh, no. Just too much. Twelve years in, I went okay. And then, and then I think the first one that I did was the uh, the one that was to to. Does anybody really know what time it is? I called it Biden time. And the background, you were like, you know what? For the first time, you really. I think you got it right with the background. So, well, why don't you say something? So there you go. We appreciate his input. Now, Carrie has never ever. You don't appreciate my input. No. Because you've only liked my parodies if you suggested them. <laughs> and the Cafefe one was one of the dumbest parodies I've ever done. But, oh, this really is a great good. one. But this you know was so I good. I had a little running, you know, um, there was a time where I liked there was. a lot of yours. And yep. I don't know why. I don't know what I was going through. Right. Um, well, I know. I, I seem to. <laughs> I know what you're going through. It was it was your addiction. You got off the meth, and then you started Stop realizing it. that you hate Stop the parodies again. No, I have no addiction. Yes, Polo. I didn't say anything. You had your face to the microphone. That usually means I want to say something. Oh no, I was laughing. Okay, so so again, I mean, listen, when you're maybe a couple, of, listen, not too much, a couple of glasses of wine before the show, 
And then you'll start liking the PAX parodies again. No, no, kidding. Even on a Thursday. So if I redo it, you're saying don't play it on the show. If I redo it, then why would I redo it? I'm just saying don't redo it. Because then you, you're stopping me from playing it. Then we don't have it. to hear it again. Right. You play all the Seems I got to have a change in scene. Even when you're ill, you're going to disrespect this room. Because every night I have the strangest dream. Mark, Don, and Mel, get it done. By the way things used to be. Mel and his family yeah. called, they said, make the girl stop. Left here <laughs> on my own, <laughs> so it seems. I got to leave before I start to scream. Uh-huh. You heard Carrie, you've seen Polo, this would be Sam getting it done as always. Appreciate you. We will have campus reform at the bottom of the hour. By the way, it's Thursday, almost Friday, so I'm feeling all right. Trying to get it done, trying to make it happen. I'm not really. If you're asking, what's up? I think I should work. How I was feeling. I'm well, no, the song actually applies here. If you listen to the words of the song, it's not really about feeling all right. Oh, good. Okay. It's not. I mean, if you listen to the, to the words, they say feeling all right. Not feeling it's sort of asking a question: Are you feeling all right? I'm not feeling too good myself. Got it. Got it. Right. Okay. Right. Could, could have been written for you and the attitude you bring to the show most days. But are, are they asking that question only because they want to tell you how they feel? They don't really care how you feel? Probably. I, I think it really is self-centered. It is about them telling people they don't feel too good. Okay. Good call. Good call, Paul. Way to go. Explains why you like it. Done. I mean, they would really, they would, they, like Mel would look at you it and he would say, could you stop? Right. Mel, Mark, and Don. It In your brain, everybody else like, is like, what is she doing? It's rock and roll blasphemy. Oh, All right, so let's, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean back. I'm going to lean back and then, you know, story time in a while. Hmm. Actors going to act. Actors going to act. It's what they do for a living. I will admit, I didn't know who the hell Jesse Smollett was before he tried to start a race war. I had no clue who this guy was. Now, and I think it was Polo, might not have been, but when it's movies, I usually think of Polo. I guess he's with the Mighty Ducks or something back in the day. And was that was that with, um, you know, what's his face? Emilio um, Estevez? Yes. Yes. He was in that movie? So yes. he's a kid? Yes. All right. In that movie, he's on the show Empire, which was doing really well. It's sort of a, uh, I, I might have watched half of one episode. It's about the music industry. Um, I, I think, um, uh, Terrence Parker, what, is that his name? Terrence, what's his name? I can't remember you know what his last name. About. He was, he was in the original Avengers. Yeah. And they replaced him the second time. Yeah. I can't remember his last name. Cause I said Parker, but when it said Parker, you would have known his last name. Terrence something, but the guy's a very good actor. I guess Jesse Smollett was on there. Um, you've got a lot of actors and actresses on there that you would know. It's predominantly a black, um, cast, which is fine. I don't care. Look, if, if you want to do a. Terrence Howard, exactly. Um, if you want to do a, a, a show that is successful, I don't care what the cast makeup is. I'm a freedom and liberty guy. You want to cast all black people, fine. But then again, if they cast all white people, I want to hear complaining that there are no black people in it. Either way, long story short, which means it's a long story and it's not going to be short. You know what I mean, Carrie? Anytime somebody says long story oh, short, yeah. it's not going to be a short a story. story. It's long, yeah. but that's yeah. sort of a throwaway 
to keep your attention. It doesn't really work, mm-hmm. but it it's said a lot. Yeah, I lost attention. You know, I lost my attention a couple of seconds ago. So uh, you lost my attention yeah. fifteen years ago. I'm just going to put it out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do this today? You're even in a weekend state. Why do you, you don't want to do this with me, do you? All right, fine. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. Go ahead. So anyway, he's going. obviously a good enough actor where he's making money. He's making a lot of money. And again, I'm willing to be wrong about this. You can correct me. I think he was making 35000 an episode, making a lot of money. The guy suddenly, for no reason, because he hates Donald Trump, this is why he did it. Now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't trying to start a race war, although he could have. I think he only did it to harm Trump and hopefully stop this guy from winning any more elections and make him look like the racist he wanted to depict him as. And again, I don't know how deep Jesse Smollett is. His name is Justin, but they short short is Jesse. I don't know how, how much depth there is, how intelligent the guy is. But here's what he does. He's not been convicted. He's not been sentenced. He sets up with his bodyguard slash workout partners to to wear MAGA hats and hoodies and put some sort of a thing that looked like a noose around his neck and splash a little bleach on him in 11-degree temperatures in Chicago in the winter as he's walking back from Subway at 2 a.m., 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning. Completely sets it up. Claims it was a race attack. There are people yelling the N-word at him, yelling the F-word because he's gay at him, and beat him up in the street. Put They just happened to have bleach on him, threw some bleach on him, put this noose thing around his neck, and then ran off. Because, of course, Chicago is MAGA country. They were white because he could see their skin through the masks, and they were wearing MAGA hats. That's what he wanted us to believe. The truth of it is, as I said, he hired his bodyguards. They're both from Africa. They're both black. They're not yelling MAGA country. They may have been wearing MAGA hats or not. I don't know. I have no idea. They didn't beat him up. They staged a fake fight, and he put the noose around his own neck. He calls the police. He gets exonerated because of this Kim Fox person who's the prosecutor in in Chicago. Everybody found out, and the police all said, listen, this is BS. This is being brushed under the rug. He ends up getting charged and getting in trouble, and and he's found guilty. So fast forward to today. Do you have a story on Jesse Smollett, by the way? I do, as a matter of fact. Well, why don't you why don't you give us a, just a quick something? Because I've got forty five okay. seconds of a video, and audio that I'm going to play of when he's going off to he's going off to prison. And again, okay. actors are going to act. And and I, I'm sorry, I believe he's acting here. But go ahead. From TMZ, Jesse Smollett was just sentenced to 150 days in jail for his elaborate hoax on the streets of Chicago. And Jesse went off on the judge, telling him if he dies in prison, it's not suicide. It got so intense, Jesse was taken into custody and left with his fist in the air. Judge Lynn just handed down the sentence, which also includes 30 months felony probation, $120,106 restitution to the city of Chicago, and will pay a $25,000 fine. Judge Lynn pointed to Jesse's testimony 
testimony during the trial when he talked about his life and he talked about social justice and how much it meant to him and his family. And the judge noted the irony and hypocrisy that Jesse engineered a hate crime hoax. A judge Lynn says Jesse wasn't motivated by money. He did it because he craved the attention and thought he could boost his profile by tapping into the social justice movement in America and saying he just wanted to make himself more famous, throwing himself a national pity party. Uh, the judge called Jesse arrogant, selfish, narcissistic, and he did damage to real victims of hate crimes. Victims are always reluctant to come forward, and Jesse did them no favors. Uh, the judge says Jesse lied, lied, and lied repeatedly about the incident. Because he did, and he kept on lying about it. And, and here's just the, like 30 seconds of him being taken away. The police are grabbing him. I guess he brought his grandmother in today or something. Cops are telling him where they're going to go. He's pushing him this way. And he starts yelling for no reason. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal. And I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. I mean, actors are going to act, I guess. What is that? Now does he want us to think? That somebody's going to pretend like he committed suicide in jail, like if anything happens to him, like we've seen with some other people. I mean, how exactly does he think that he's somehow in the right? How exactly does he think he's got the high horse to ride on? <laughs> you, you almost started a race war, you idiot. And, and again, as, as my daughter who sent me this, CJ says, he must not be a very good actor. She said, why is he doing that? I said, he's an actor. So he's trying, he probably is trying to look like he's nuts or something, maybe spend time in a facility other than uh, where he's going to prison. But uh, no, nobody's going to suicide you, Jesse. You're, you're not really um, as important as you think you are. And I'm innocent, and we've got every piece of evidence proving that he's not, but he's never going to admit it. I mean, this is bad. So I think that the, the five months is basically what it is. The five-month um, sentence is ridiculously low. He literally could have started a, a race war. I mean, it was that intense because everybody was taking a side. And they were taking a side with it without any information. It was those on the social justice BLM side and those on the what the hell's going on on the Trump side. And the truth was that he made it all up and almost got some people killed over it. And it's not okay. But he really is an idiot. I mean, Kara, I'm just going to put it out. He's an idiot. Got it. Got it. I'm not suicidal. Hmm. Like anybody said, oh man, I hope they don't suicide him. Come on, dude. Knock it off. They, they, the, um, you know, I guess it's like a six hour sentencing today. And his grandmother testified and his brother, they even brought up Ukraine today. What? Saying, hasn't the country been through enough <laughs> <laughs> with the pandemic and what's going what? on in Ukraine? And yeah. yeah. So if you sentence Jesse then it's going to harm the country and the efforts in Ukraine and COVID might come back? Yeah, not not sure where they were going with that, but they, they did bring that up today. Wow. 888-941-PAGS. I say nowhere near enough time for Jesse Smollett. He, he almost caused us to, like, take up arms in the street against each other because of what he started and how quickly every member of the left mainstream media took his side. It was so dangerous. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Do me a favor, stop by JoePags.com, sign up for the newsletter, scroll down, send me an email by clicking on contact, uh, and go check out all the videos and all the stories that we've done as well. Back after this. 
This is the Joe Pag Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Glad to have you the Joe Pag Show, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. Let me run through the social media because some of you only have one or two. Some of you only have one. Some don't have any. And listen, I get that not everybody's on social media. I don't care how much I hem and haw. Carrie's not going to add any more social media, and that's fine. But a lot of you do like to keep up with what's new and, and what's going on, and, and you have a specific one. The only big one that I know is out there that I'm not on is uh, Snapchat. And I, I had a Snapchat at one point. I never, ever did anything with it, and I thought it was kind of dumb. But that's for younger people, and, and they enjoy it, so that's fine. But um, I'm on all of them. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all at Joe Talk Show. Getter is also Joe Talk Show. I'm trying to get that changed to Joe Pags, but right now it's uh, at Joe Talk Show. Getter's growing like crazy, 153,000 plus. Twitter's 108 or 109. Um, Facebook is at Almost 400,000, but nobody sees what I write there. But again, all the big three, Joe Talk Show. They're all verified accounts. You'll know it's me. Getter is also Joe Talk Show. On MeWe, I am on MeWe. I know. I hear you. On MeWe, on um, Trump, on Truth Social. If you're on Truth, make sure you look for this as well. On TikTok, um, and on any other social that you can think of, Minds, whatever else is out there, it's Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S, at Joe Pags. Can't do that on the other three. I, I don't think I think you lose verification if you change your name or something. And somebody else also has Joe Pags on the other ones as well. So go and follow me there. We're growing the audience there. A lot of people are seeing what I'm writing on most of them. On some of them, they're not. For video stuff, make sure you go to Rumble, R U M B L E. You can download the app on your phone, on your device. You could also just go to the website. It's like YouTube, but a non-censored YouTube. YouTube censors me. I haven't posted on YouTube since one of my, my one of my parodies a few months ago. And I don't plan to upload on YouTube again. They demonetized my account. They suspended my account. Done all sorts of stupid stuff over there. So make sure you stop by. Now, a lot of these links, all of these links, in fact, are at the website. Make sure you go to, go to JoePags.com. So on this one, I'm a little bit stunned that, um, that people are a little bit, I don't know, they don't care about this. And this was all anybody was talking about for a while. Now, I know it's been a few years, but this was everything in the news for a while because the news organizations prove that they're not news organizations at all. They prove that they are not journalistic outlets at all. They prove that they were going to lie or accept somebody's word if it aligned with how they feel. In other words, they didn't like Trump. So Jesse Smollett says, they yelled anti-black, anti-gay slogan or slanderous epitaphs at me, and they beat me up, and they poured bleach on me, and they put a noose, and they were Trump supporters in the middle of Chicago in the winter at 2 o'clock in the morning. 
And 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 the media should have known better that, well, that was a big problem with this story. None of this makes any sense. But they loved it because it gave them an out when it came to Trump. Well, Trump bad. Of course this happened. Trump bad. How could this not have happened? And it took a long time. He almost got away with it. It took a long time to, to get the truth to come out. And all of America should be, I, th- I think, should be completely thankful that we have the justice system we have that although it's imperfect, it's a whole lot better than it is in a whole lot of other places. This guy deserves to go to prison. He's going to prison. He deserves to serve even more time, in my opinion. And he got what he had coming to him. All right, keep it here. When we come back, campus reform. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. Wasn't on too long ago and did a great job from campusreform.org. It's it's uh, Kate Anderson. I almost called you Khalees because that's your, your Twitter. Kate, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed being here last time. But And you did a great job, so we're really happy to have you back. Uh, that is her Twitter, by the way. It's at K-L-I-S-E and then Anderson with an O at the end. Uh, go and follow her over on Twitter. Check out all the stories she does on campusreform.org. The young journalists there do a great job. I go and check it out every day. Uh, I told you I wanted to start with, with the changing science, the quote-unquote changing science of COVID. There is no changing science. The science is the same as it's been for about about two years. But now there's an election coming up, so the political science does play a role here. I wonder, first of all, how old are you, 20, 21, something like that? I'm 20, well, I'll be 23 in March. There you go, you'll be 23 in March. So there are people between 18 and your age on campus, and I wonder, are they saying, hey, hallelujah, the science is changing, or are they hip like you and I are to know that really not a whole lot has changed other than these mandates were kind of dumb to begin with? What are you finding on campus? Well, I think it's really nice that you're calling us hip. I've never really been called that before, so I'll take that in stride. Okay, you're very <laughs> hip. Go ahead. <laughs> so as far as the students in my school, it, it really depends. We were pretty 50-50 to begin with. You know, you see some students come out of the buildings and they'd rip their masks off and they were just done with it by the time they got out of the class. Right. You have other students that are still wearing them, despite, you know, even the New York Times coming out saying that COVID precautions didn't really do that much. I will say I do applaud those students on being consistent. That's about the only thing I can give them credit for, but I will give them that. <laughs> you're a better person than I, because if you're consistently stupid, I've got a problem with that. But but uh, you're right. I mean, if nothing else, say what you believe, believe what you say, and then give really good reason for it, and then walk the walk. Many times we've heard the Biden administration, far lefties, uh, John Kerry uh, on, on airplanes, just not wearing masks, just not getting the vax, just not doing anything, and then pretending as though they had a good reason for it. Like, my favorite reason, I think, in this whole thing and we may have talked about this last time, is London Breed. She is the um, the mayor of San Francisco, California. And she's suddenly sounding very conservative lately. But at her birthday party six months ago or something, she had the, the group Tony, 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 which is way before your time. You probably don't know anything about Tony, Tony, Tony. It's Tony three times, but it's spelled a different. It's like T-O-N-E, T-O-N-I-I, T-O-N-Y. Um, and this group came out of retirement for her birthday party. So she's partying hard and dancing and having a great time, filmed the entire time, unmasked. She's got pictures taken, unmasked. And when asked about it, she said, come on, 
Tony, Tony, Tony came to my birthday party. I'm not going to sit here and wear a mask. That's how stupid it is. So at least I, I understand you at least honoring the consistency. Um, if you're consistently wrong, at least you're doing what you said you want the rest of us to do. So many in the hierarchy don't do that. And we've, we've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah, we see that a lot. I mean, I've seen it with students even at my school. They just, it depends on the situation that they're in. If it's something that they really want to go to, like a band or a concert, you know, they're taking their masks off and they're enjoying themselves. Again, I really applaud consistency. If I think you're wrong, that's one thing. They probably think I'm wrong too. But at least be consistent in your belief and don't give this whole elitist you know, persona, like you're better than everyone else that we see from a lot of our elected officials, both on the state and the federal level. What's interesting about this whole thing, and you're smart enough to know this, uh, the COVID microbes are smaller than the openings in the cloth masks. So it it gets in. I mean, it's it's really kind of silly. And then you see people riding down the road in a car by themselves, wearing a mask or swimming in the, in the ocean by themselves, wearing a mask. I, I don't, I'm confused by it all, but you're right. At least they're being consistent. It is uh, Kate Anderson from CampusReform.org. Let's get into the stories today. Student newspaper is no longer uh, publishing opinion pieces if they don't contribute to safe spaces. I'm not smart enough to know what a safe space is. So fill me in on this. So in December of 2020, the University of California, Santa Barbara's independent student newspaper, the Daily Nexus, changed their rules for opinion pieces. The new rule is prioritizing diversity over free speech. And according to the announcement on the newspaper, this came after the Daily Nexus reportedly came under scrutiny for publishing certain views that hurt different communities, different minorities on campus. We don't know what those views are or what was published because they didn't give any references. Surprise, surprise. But when we actually spoke with some of the students at the university, one in particular told us that this policy would most likely end up targeting anyone with views outside of a liberal worldview. And I don't know about you, Joe, but the First Amendment rights don't stop the second you step foot on a college campus, right. although that's what the university would like you to believe. Hey, uh, well, you do know about me, and you know that I agree with you. What's interesting is um, you're going to see opinion pieces now that probably will come out as pro-choice, calling it women's health care or reproductive services, and that harms me. That's not safer. It's not inclusive of me. It's not mm-hmm. tolerant of my thought process. It's not tolerant of the baby wanting to live. I don't know. It's crazy. So you're right. This isn't really about a safe space or stopping words from harming somebody. This is about controlling the narrative and pretending that you're attacking somebody or being violent through your words and that there is somehow a victim at the other end. You're right. The First Amendment is very clear. It's only in the Constitution for speech you don't like. And, and let me let me make that as clear as I can. If the government says something and the entirety of the population agrees, why do you need a First Amendment? <laughs> you don't. You need the First Amendment to be able to say, hey, I'm against your pro-choice stance, here's why. Hey, I'm against your, your, um, uh, your capital punishment, here's why. I'm against uh, no oil exploration, here's why. That has to be allowed because at the end of it, and I know that you know this, um, this is going to have the ability to stop any speech that doesn't get in complete lockstep with the fascists that are running the paper. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yes, yes. And I and I actually wanted to read to you a tiny little excerpt Please. from the announcement because I think it's really it's really revealing about what they're protecting and what they're not. So in the announcement, it says, in the past, this section's commitment to free speech has often contradicted this effort to cultivate safe spaces. When articles are repeatedly given consideration despite their potential to directly or indirectly alienate certain communities in the name of free speech, 
we fail as a section and as a publication as a whole. What I think is amazing about that is that it's not free speech anymore that's the litmus test for journalists or opinion pieces. It's safe spaces, it's diversity. We put our First Amendment rights below those things. That was never intended to happen. And look, independent student newspapers, they can write what they want, they can publish what they want, but that doesn't change that it's a really concerning trend. Yeah. No, it's, it's completely concerning. And what's interesting about it is they're using nomenclature and labels that will shut you down. Like if you say, listen, I don't want equity because that's the equality of outcome. I want equal opportunity. You'll be called a racist. And nine out of 10 people, especially if they're carrying white guilt, will say, hey, I don't want you to think I'm racist. Okay, I'm for equity. You know, you've got to have a backbone. You've got to have a firm stance that says, no, no, no. I know what free speech is about. I know what equal opportunity is about. I will fight with you to stop any racism if it's happening, but either explain what I said and how it was racist or what I've ever done that's racist, or I'll stop saying it. Explain how I made your space unsafe by saying I want babies to be born. I mean, they can't. So we have, yeah. to, we have to combat that, but they're very, very, Kate, they're so good at using words to, to control the narrative. It is uh, Kate Anderson from the University of Nebraska. She's also from campusreform.org, and I just love having you on. I appreciate you. I want to I get to the next story, which I'm not having a, a, an easy time pulling up here. Give me the next story if you don't mind. So the next story is actually at the University of Houston. Okay. The student government candidate who was caught on camera last fall saying that pro-life protesters should have been aborted. There was a pro-choice rally being held to protest the Texas Heartbeat Act, which passed in September of last year. And a couple of pro-life students ended up protesting on behalf of the bill, and it caused quite a stir, as you see from you know what was said. Right. And the student government candidate in question, Samir Abdul-Mahid, said his comments were taken out of context. But after looking back, he recognizes that they were out of line and he did feel, feel bad about it. Or so he says, I don't know exactly how you take something like should have been aborted out of context. And right. I also think it's very revealing. They do recognize that abortion is murder. It is killing people. Right. Because that would it's such a great point you just made. That would actually help their side if those who are pro-life never were born. They're literally admitting it gets rid of the people I don't want if we can keep on doing this. And you're right. How do you take that out of context? I don't really know how you do that. You don't. Uh, but it is very, very telling. They know it's taking a life. They know it's stopping a life from forming and happening. It's stopping somebody from enjoying the the the, the flowers and birds and trees and, and you know society that we all get to enjoy. They know all of that. That's why they cloak it behind the terminology again. Women's productive health care or reproductive health care or women's health care or loving women and girls. Why are you a misogynist and you hate girls? You know, that, that's the kind of thing that you get. But this guy was dumb enough to admit what it is that they feel. I mean, that's really what, what it boils down to. He was dumb enough to admit it. Yes. Yeah. And euphemisms are they're the token of the left. They're, that's their key. That's what they use. And I think one of the, the main the elephant in the room is where was the response from the university when this happened? A student called for the deaths of fellow students on campus and the University of Houston doesn't bat an eye. I mean, I think any rational individual like you or myself or a parent would look at that and would be very, very concerned. I mean, I certainly would if I was a parent of those students or if I was a fellow student. It sends the message that students not only are not tolerated if they're conservative at the University of Houston, but that the University of Houston is fine with allowing students that fit their agenda 
to publicly call for the deaths of students that they don't like. No, you're right. They, they agree with the student. That's why they didn't do anything about it. It is uh, Kate Anderson. Go and check her out at campusreform.org. Um, did student journalism get a university COVID policy reverse? Where did this happen? Yes. Yeah, so this happened actually at the University of Chicago, and this was a really positive story. So in January of this year, an email was sent to some students at the university by a university employee resident head. The email communicated that unvaccinated students would not be allowed to eat in the university dining halls per the Chicago City Ordinance saying that unvaccinated individuals could not eat inside of restaurants. However, after being confronted about the policy by the Chicago Thinker, which is a student-run newspaper, the university spokesperson denied that unvaccinated individuals were being held to a different standard or that they were being prohibited from the dining halls. But, but they were. They, yes, that was what the email said. Right. But he went on to say that the only restriction was that students must socially distance if they're unvaccinated and they're in the dining halls or on campus. But it's a great example of student journalists applying pressure on our institutions as they should. But why do they even have to socially distance? And by the way, congratulations to the, to the journalists there because they, they did get the job done. But I mean, we all know that even if you're vaccinated or you got the jab, I don't even know if it's a vaccine, um, you can still get it and still spread it. There's no difference. Um, if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, you can have it. So why a different rule at all? I mean, socially distance, why? Um, uh, my unvaccinated you know, microbes from my breath aren't any different than the vaccinated microbes from their breath have they ever explained that these are supposed to be places of higher learning and they act so stupid no so for instance i actually received an email from my chancellor at the university of nebraska omaha in january about vaccines testing all the like it was the beginning of the semester it's pretty typical and in that email she said in the vaccine section she said i just want to thank all the vaccinated students for proving that you care about people, which was very offensive to me because I work in healthcare. Wow. I work with the elderly. I have since the beginning of COVID. And I tried to get in contact with my chancellor multiple times to let her know this, that this was unacceptable. And I could never talk to her. I ended up being directed to a dean of student affairs, which is fine. But it was very frustrating that, you know, this person who is supposed to be kind of the figurehead of the school just can say these things, and then they're never held responsible by the students. Yeah, they're really not, and and I'm glad that you spoke up. I just don't understand why they keep on getting away with it. The science is the science is the science. Suddenly, we're not seeing Walensky very much. We're not seeing Fauci at all, and no. and we're all getting rid of the masks, except for the TSA thinks that we should keep on wearing masks on planes. That's a different story for another day. It's uh, Kate Anderson, one last one, exclusive. Bakersfield College funneled a ton of money into undocumented students' programs. Fill me in. Yes. So at Bakersfield Community College, almost 200 grand was spent on programs and services dedicated to undocumented uh, immigrants. And just for some context, Joe, that amount would pay for the tuition of almost 10 legal students. Bakersfield has over 2000 undocumented students that attend the college. And when we looked into this story, we realized that there was a three-year relationship between the college and a nonprofit project called Immigrants Rising. The project is designed to provide undocumented students with opportunities and financial uh, services that they aren't able to get because they're illegal. But Bakersfield is rewarding individuals who break the law by providing them with those services and punishing those who are obeying the law. All of this, by the way, is funded by the American taxpayer. I was going to ask, is this a public um, college? It is. 
It's a community college, yes. That's crazy. It's it's completely nuts. And there's probably a lot more of this going on that we don't even know about. I know that, that illegals are getting um, in-state tuition here in Texas, and we think that Texas is, hey, it's the Wild West, we're going to stop that. No, no, you go to University of Texas at Austin, you, you can get you know um, in-state tuition even if you're not from here and you came here illegally. It doesn't make any sense, and it's patently unfair is what the problem is. It's Kate Anderson. Go and follow her right now on Twitter at K-L-I-S-E-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, um, and uh, and go check out every story she does in campusreform.org. Really great, uh, really great to have you back. These are incredible stories, and the fact that you just put a voice to them really means a lot. Thanks so much, Kate. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Joe, and I really appreciate you having me on. And I want to say hi to your dad because he listens to the show. <laughs> yes, I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very good. We're back after this. Stay right here. All right. Thank you. This is the Joe Pad Show. from campusreform.org. Kate Anderson, she's been on before. She does a great job. Really appreciate her bringing those four stories there. It's nuttiness. I'm telling you, it's nuttiness. Hey, here's what's nutty. If you're doing your online shipping, you've got an online business, online revenue stream, and you're waiting in line at the post office, you're wasting time, um, that, that means money. You could be working to, to grow that business, advertising it out there, getting the word out there. But instead, you're waiting in line somewhere. Don't do that. Get to stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take uh, your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer. It saves you money in the process so you can spend less time at the post office and more time making your customers happy. Why would you not do this? Stamps.com gives you the access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS rates, 76% off of UPS. And whether you're in an office sending out invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, a full-blown warehouse, shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life even easier. Here's what I want you to do. You go right now to the website, Stamps.com, put in code PAGS, and uh, you're going to get a four-week trial, free postage, a digital scale. Don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, enter my code PAGS, Make that happen and make it happen right now. All right, uh, let's see here. Yeah, we got some timers to pop. Dirty pop. Why the heck not, Polo? What's going on, dude? So there's this uh, auction that's get, getting ready to come up, and I thought that you might be interested in at least one of the items that's okay. going to be, I guess, up for sale. Uh, it, it's part of a, an artifacts of Hollywood and music auction. And there's going to be uh, one item in particular that was uh, a pair of uh, Elvis Presley sunglasses. It's got the little TCB on the side. Would love that. As long as they were actually his. Like, they no, sold them they, at Graceland, so I didn't buy a pair. Yeah. These are his? I would uh, want them. That, that's what they're saying. I mean, they're, they're black with 14-carat white gold lightning bolt accents along the arms. So in other and, words, I can't I can't afford it. I mean, they're saying they could go for $25,000. $25,000? That, that's what they're All estimating. Right. All right, hey, listen, I, I'm going to go check it out now. I yeah. appreciate that. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. Carrie, feel better. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.